Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Talking with Tom. Today we'll be talking about contingency plans, and we've got Tom in the studio. How's it going, Tom? Great. Great. So for any happening, um, it's important to have contingency plans in place. And we'd like to learn a little bit more about how to best go about it, what contingency plans are, and what are the key factors to determine. So why don't we start off with, um, if you could just give a brief background about what contingency plans are and why they're important. Great. Well, it's typically a rough subject um, in regards to discussing it with your host, um, because what you are doing is walking through and saying, if the perfect scenario doesn't take place, then what are we going to do? And it's human nature for all of us to want that perfect scenario, uh, especially when it's dealing with entertaining. Um, entertaining can be a time that has uh, nerves at a high and, and switching gears at the last minute can seem to be a daunting process. However, um, I've found that the best rule is that with a good contingency plan in place, um, it's almost like an insurance policy that you won't have to execute upon it. I think it's the projects where everybody hopes for the best but doesn't plan for the worst that get caught in that scenario. Sure. So now there are uh, many different um, aspects of a contingency plan or areas that need to be addressed. Um, you know, for example, it could be weather, venue temperature, timing, budget, etc. So why don't we start off with weather and let's talk about um, contingency plans for outdoor happenings. Sure. And I would say that this is probably the most common of the contingency plans. Um, and the key one to make sure is in place because one of the things that happens typically when we're planning uh, an event is we are several months and in some cases even you know beyond a year out um, and so we don't take into consideration what a significant role weather can play uh, and so my recommendation always is to come up with a weather contingency plan an alternative location Sometimes it can be um, a relatively simple one. If you, let's say you have an outdoor event that has a portion that's outdoor and a portion that's indoor, um, all that you need to do is just figure out how to move that indoor portion, or sorry, rather that outdoor portion into your indoor portion um, in the event of inclement weather. But uh, one of the things that is often difficult with this, as I was mentioning before, is to communicate that to your client, that your goals are not to execute upon this, but it's to be prepared in it. Because there's nothing more challenging than, you know, 10 days out for, from an event and you get that 10-day weather forecast, which, by the way, is not something at Dot Events that we embrace. Um, it's really not even until you get into that five-day um, where you start getting more accurate weather. And with that, sometimes you get things like 50-50 chance of rain. What do you do with that? Um, and so you have to be prepared to hold on to that plan A um, until the very last minute and maybe even come up with a contingency plan that says, what if we set up both simultaneously and in the event that we have good weather, we'll hold it outdoors and dismantle the, um, the, the backup plan so that the indoor um, uh, portion to segue after can run smoothly. Great. So let's talk about an indoor or a tent scenario and climate control. How do you prepare for that? So um, what we like to look at, um, and this definitely will be contingent upon the amount of people that are going to be inside the space and um, the lighting system and production 
um, that's happening. But uh, in both an indoor environment and especially in a tent environment, um, what we like to look at is um, historical uh, temperatures um, and best and worst case scenario. And if it's an indoor environment, tech checking with that venue to see what its capacity is to override these historicals if they let you know that the system um, can only you know cool up to a certain level or warm up to a certain level um, then you want to um, look at bringing in additional climate control because uh, one of the things that can take the um, energy out of a room in a heartbeat uh, is having the room become uncomfortable parties we want people to be energized up and active uh, and weather and temperature can play a huge key determiner in that and likewise for, for tent even more so than an indoor space um, follow that same suit even though it looks like there might be from last year's temperature decent indoor temperature look at the extreme case scenario and plan upon that okay and how about with timing so in terms of things like buffers in the schedule or best managing for occurrences that may be unpredictable with the team? So um, we like to follow a rule um, that is order of event um, and that is um, allowing for changes and fluctuations to take place but the pattern will stay consistent. Um, and then within that order of event, we also kind of create a um, catch-all scenario, certain elements that can be shortened or removed if need be. Um, and so when you create your run of show, um, which is your, your day of schedule, um, you will put um, either rehearsed or estimated time frames on all of the key happenings. But once the event starts, it goes into a live production. And that means so you have guest arrival and then maybe there's a meet and greet and you put 15 minutes in it. But let's say there's a key guest that, that um, is delayed and so your meet and greet now goes to 25 minutes. What you're going to do is close out your meet and greet and go right into cocktails. But you need to have somebody who is in charge of looking at the master timeline. And let's say that two or three of those order of events run late most likely you're going to need to go in and then hit some of those key things that you could amend. Maybe it was a 15-minute dance, now you're going to take it down to a 5-minute dance. Great. And then finally, how about with budgeting? And how to manage with you know services that, that may be additionally required or things that may be additionally required? Sure. So, you know, similar to looking at historical um, uh, patterns with weather, what you want to look at is a best case and a worst case scenario. Um, and it's important that you as the host are aware of what those are. And some of the key things that come into play um, have to deal with things that um, are typically done on an estimate or on a time consumption, like liquor budgets, um, where you, know, you might have uh, an event booked for four hours. Um, however, either through delays or through the event being such a success that the client wants to extend beyond that. 
and you want to make sure that our clients are aware. So for every hour you extend beyond that, these are what those costs are. And those are conversations that you want to have in front of the happening, not while it's happening. Because what I've found is that even though they might be willing to in a live um, scenario, to engage in all those additional uh, costs incurred. The reality of it is that when it's all said and done, any pricing that comes as a surprise tends to stick out in the memory of the event. Makes sense. Great. Well, thank you so much, Tom. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. For more tips, listen to Tom's podcast or visit tomnoll.events or noll.events.